podcast. I'm Trill Bro Dude. I'm here with uh, Sam Sheehan. We're here to talk about the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of action today. Uh, where, where does where does your bracket stand right now? Well, first, I want to make clear that um, you know we think uh, gambling is immoral. However, <laughs> if you want credit on a daily fantasy site, go to. <laughs> Something that's different. Daily fantasy, it's different from gambling, folks. Uh, it's 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 moral for me to take money from them. Uh, just just uh, so shifting. Do you think Kaiji would be good at uh, daily fantasy? <laughs> he would. Uh, he well. The, the the I mean. So with Kaiji, the the spirit of the show and manga is um, you, you've only really lost at gambling if you give up, like keep mm-hmm. going, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, no matter how bad things look, you just got to keep going until you win. <laughs> just uh-huh. find it. You have to find the trick. There's some trick somewhere if you use your head enough and keep trying. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 something else. Um, Kaiji would find a way to like aggregate information from bulletin boards and Twitter to find like low owned players. <laughs> Just like a scene where it's like right up close on his face and he's like crying and sweating and it's him like I have to I have to I have to roster Nick Claxton today. Like, <laughs> This is the only way I can make it my money back. I, I, I'm, I'm just picturing like a kaiji where like Haralabob Vulgaris is like a, is like an enemy <laughs> that kaiji has to like rise up above. I, he kaiji is such a better person than than Harlebob. <laughs> no, I, he is. I, I think he could win. I think he would win for sure. I, he, I know he could win. I, he, I he definitely him. wouldn't let Jalen Brunson like walk to the New York Knicks for nothing. I will no, say that. Kaiji would know better. Kaiji understands what happens when uh, you have a uh, fighting spirit. Yeah. Um, he's, <laughs> he's not Mark Cuban. Oh. Well, in any case, well, that's that's not this podcast, actually. That's, that's mm-hmm. Sam's other podcast. Uh, this podcast mm-hmm. is, is, of course, sponsored by no one particularly. Uh, except our except our varying interests, and this is uh, the post type podcast. We are talking about the the uh, very very recent hit. Uh, th- that's a joke. Danganronpa one, which we have finished. It's the finale. Um, everything's a spoiler. We're, we're, yeah, uh, it, definitely. That was gonna be like the first thing I would say. If you've come to this on accident and you were like looking for the first episode of the podcast, like do, do, now this is not it. You you need to turn around now. This is six. Abandon. Have, yeah, like, like the entire game will be ruined once we start talking about the culprit. So put, <laughs> turn turn around now if you have not completed Danganronpa one. Yeah, I will say as a as like a minor spoiler, but also as a way of of um, emphasizing this, everything will be ruined from the first day of the game. If you learn who the yes. killer is, yes, yes. <laughs> so you, it's very important, and it sucks because if you Google Monokuma, you literally see who the, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty brutal. Um, so you know, oh, it doesn't just, do that anymore. Oh, it doesn't. That's good. Oh, oh it, well, okay. Wait, no, there. The okay. So here's the spoiler. Uh, one of the people also ask is what's what is Monokuma to Junko. Yeah, there you go. Thank, so thanks, thanks for that. I, I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, who, can, who can say? Oh, Monokuma so, human. I hope that uh, doesn't show up in the game. I don't like that. Um, I don't. I don't appreciate the, the idea here. I don't. I don't like any of these pictures I'm you, seeing. I'm you're sorry. Not gonna, all, you're not going to like that Ultra Despair Girls. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I bet I am. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, you know, the. I appreciate all the artists here. I don't like making like cute Monokuma boys. It just. 
it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. Um, you know, if that's your thing, I'm glad for you. Yeah, but, husband, uh, husbando. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh they, yeah. Wow, this is this is rough. Um, well, that's all right. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad for those people who have married Monokuma. Um, mm-hmm. I have married Junko. Uh, I've married Rocker Junko, uh, mm-hmm. who's my who's my my waifu now. Um, yeah. So uh, this last this last act is a is a whopper. It's it's a it's something else. Yeah, the uh, Danganronpa like always Danganronpa really is kind of divided into like two experiences. There's like the the first five trials in every game, and then like the last trial, trial six, and in every game. Well, I'll get into themes and stuff more often after we like cover it. But like you know, heading into chapter six. Trevor, you you said you were looking forward to it. You were you were excited, and yeah. Um, you, you know, I did my best, Yoshi P. I told you I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. And you, uh, so so your goal here in chapter six, um, you know, uh, Makoto uh, being the ultimate lucky student has avoided being, um, killed. So now you guys are ready to unravel like the mystery of the school, like what's going on, why you're trapped there. I climbed um, out of a garbage pit. Yeah. Know. Did my did my snake eater moment and now I'm ready to go. Uh. So by the way, that's definitely like a snake eater reference, like 110 percent, like uh, like like for for Kaz. Like I think you were we were joking, but I'm I'm pretty sure I mean, I'm that's not a direct. Joking. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm <laughs> pretty a, sure Kaz, based on like some of the other jokes he makes in the series, I, I'm almost positive that is a snake eater reference. It is. I mean, it's a. It, I think in most games, like I'm not I'm not a big like. Oh, you know, every reference is a Metal Gear reference guy, but I do think that um, every time you see a tall ladder in a game, it I, I think like you can ninety percent of those times will be a Snake Eater reference. Yeah, yeah. And even it's if it's it, not, someone has added a comment that makes it a Snake Eater reference, so it's, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it, I was excited, and I think the I, I'm very satisfied with the conclusion, mainly because um, I think the, so. Uh, generally speaking, I think the conclusion avoids two things that I find happen a lot, especially in I would say especially in sort of like amateur horror stories like creepypastas and stuff, which I, I like to listen to and, and read sometimes. Um, and I find like people will set up a really good premise and I mean, this happens in regular, like professional horror stories too. They'll set up a great premise and then get way too out under their skis and not be able to even come close to satisfying you on like a conclusion for it. Um, this also happens in podcasts a lot, right? Like Criminal uh, was kind of the first podcast to do this. And now most true crime podcasts, if you listen to them uh, at the end, they're like, and who, you know what? The Ultimately, uh, the the villain, as usual, is you and I, uh, dear listener, and society, and also we're the right. we're the the victims as well. Yeah, um, having so, any trust in a stranger is bad. You've yeah. got to be um, <laughs> alienated from your fellow man. Anytime you see anyone on the street, they're trying to kill you. Remember that. Study up on um, 
you know, while I talk about the murder in an NPR voice um, <laughs> and do like some slick podcast production under it. And I just uh, talk about uh, people who got killed and scare you into uh, mounting another howitzer on your suburban uh, fucking house. My to- favorite thing is, is the, the Reddit post where people are like, the cop didn't even listen to me when I told him that this guy was being sus, even though I know there's been human trafficking in my area. <laughs> All I have to say, Reddit, trust your gut. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Let's go. Um no, I, you know, like all these things kind of like set you up for a, a, a conclusion and then never really deliver. It's sort of like the yeah. it's the true detective problem, right? Like true detective season one. Brilliant, brilliant TV, I think, uh, most of the way through. And the ending is just so dumb, like the ending where he's like looking at the card. and He's like, oh, maybe God, maybe I believe in God now. It's like, yeah, damn it. This sucks. This is not how I love this end. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know. Danganronpa doesn't do that. It gives you a conclusion. It gives you a killer. It gives you a mastermind. It gives you a motive. It explains that motive very clearly. Um, Mm -hmm. And the other thing it doesn't do is try to create, like, something allegorical or terrifying or something like that. It doesn't do the Lovecraft thing of trying to explain, you know, the horror of what had happened. Um, Like I was saying to you earlier, they introduced this thing called the tragedy, and they have introduced it before. Mm-hmm. But they never explain what it is. And like at a certain point, everyone in there is just like, well, you know, since I can't trust uh, Monokuma, Junko, whatever, um, the tragedy essentially is just a um, like I, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a non-entity. It doesn't matter to our situation here. And they just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Um, and I think by avoiding both of those pitfalls, it makes for a really, really satisfying ending. Yeah, and I think it does allow it to be, like, I think you can kind of move around with the events a little bit without it being, like, tethered to something, you know? Because the tragedy, you know, being here, it can kind of switch in and out for any tragedy that you want it to be, you know? Like, no matter what your political leanings, no matter what you fear, like, as a person, like the tragedy can kind of supplant that. So you're kind of, you know, it's like the old horror movie trick of not showing the monster because like, you you know, people get to like fill in what they think you kind of do get to like autofill what this, you know, tragedy is, you know, It, it means the end of the world, but it also doesn't specify how that end of the world is defined. You know, all, all, all you really glean about the outside world is that, Something bad happened or did wor- or didn't maybe. Um, but it's worse. You're told it's worse off than before. But there are people who are still trying to muddle through this worse world. And the point of Danganronpa is to stomp that out of people like the point of the killing game. The, like, <laughs> the like, point of the point of the video game. Danganronpa is yeah, to, <laughs> is to stomp is to make you fair. Cause well, cause well, that's funny. We're not that's playing. Scene. We're not playing Clanad. We're not trying. No, to actually... no. <laughs> this, well, it's funny that you bring that up because I think Danganronpa is like kind of the exact opposite of what like Junko's why I love the games so very much, and this is kind of my thesis statement that I can now reveal now that we know, like, is that the point of Danganronpa is to suspect something bad is going to happen 
have it happen and then be worse. And then you still keep going, you know, mm-hmm. like, but because like, you know, you're kind of going into the sixth trial. You think, okay, we're going to unmask the mastermind and we're going to find out that like, we've been on like some sort of like death TV show, like the hunger games that are like getting broadcast or something like that. But we've, you know, uncovered the villain. And then it's just like, you know, Junko unloads like four pieces of evidence at you that are just like beyond horrible. And yeah. like, you know, that it, it is like very psychically, you know, it's bad on the characters, but it's also kind of psychically like bad on you as a player. You're like, holy fuck. Like, how, <laughs> how do you like get over this? How do you like get past this? And I think that that is the strength of the game is, you know, in being the, you know, the, the ultimate hope, um, yeah. you know, Makoto Nayagi. Turns like, out. He, it's just keep going, you know, like, like that is the, that's kind of the thesis statement of Danganronpa is like, you've just got to keep going. Like, like, Mukuro Mikusaba, the ultimate hope lying dormant under the school. <laughs> She's a 16 student <laughs> hiding somewhere in the side of the school. <laughs> that's, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get there uh, eventually, but I, you know, this one just starts out with, you know, Kyoko, uh, Makoto and the gang trying to find more information on the killer and to to do this retrial of trial six to really find out who killed Mukuro Kasaba. Yeah. And I think, I think like uh, to, to sort of like go back, cause I didn't mean to derail your thesis. Cause I think it's really good. Like, I Mm -hmm. think the, the idea that like, I think the idea that it it actually, you know, you're waiting for something bad to happen. Then something worse happens is a really good point Mm -hmm. in that. Like there is kind of like the classic sort of shown in, quality here that you I mean it's easy enough to to write off and be like oh it's like an anime when it's like yeah and you know what my hope beats your despair every time um and and yeah okay that's like fairly standard stuff like it's not that's not like rewriting reinventing the wheel but the idea that the idea that it's like a um like a response to something that is not actually the expected trauma but somehow like something that has surpassed your worst expectations yes. is actually pretty interesting. Cause it's like, it, it really does happen that way. And it happens in very quick order. Like actually like from, you know, you're able to kind of reveal who the killer is um, in your trial. And then from there, there's still like another hour and a half where um, the, the mastermind just bashes you over the head with how like, absolutely screwed you are and mm-hmm. and how like you know maybe you guys should all just give up because this is like so so bad for you yeah and well and you know for some reason uh this message of uh even when things are are even worse than they could possibly seem uh some uh, for some reason that spoke to me uh living in america uh, that's weird <laughs> yeah i don't get it um yeah. no idea like why that what's the either. tragedy here yeah what if what it's, if the tragedy was just 9 11 that's what Jessica was upset about yeah, the, the the ultimate tsa evader Muhammad <laughs> 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 Atta, the ultimate oh, despair the, the 16th the student hiding somewhere in the school hiding somewhere in boston logan airport <laughs> <laughs> training somewhere in florida <laughs> um jesus um i i mean like i think that I, I, you know, I, I think 
because it's so hard for me to like get anyone to like take Danganronpa seriously because it is like on its face so ridiculous and such as like you know for for starters it's like a completely meta game it's got very little fabric of its own outside of this soul that I'm talking about like a lot of this other stuff is piecemealed like patched in. You know, like the, all of the characters are tropes, uh, at least on surface level, you know, like, sure, the you know, it's cribbing heavily from all of these other things. But what kind of sets Dangarump apart is all of that is kind of the armor for this idea that Kaz has that I like agree with that, like, the world doesn't owe you f- f- uh, like happy, you know, something happy, you know, he's telling you a shonen story where everyone's still fucked at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. even it's, though, even though they win, they're in an incomprehensibly bad situation when the game ends. And <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those things where yeah. like, you know, being trained, the tropes also work against like your expected conclusions too, because like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're kind of playing along, or at least I was, and you find the, you know, the, you go into the bio lab eventually, um, mm. and they're the, they're the sort of like cadaver places. You're like, oh, it's a morgue, but it's like, oh, but like there's these images of us at the school before, so maybe it's like a cloning thing, or like, and like you keep thinking like maybe you're gonna uncover something that makes the killing game less final. And, and you don't like, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, you know, all the people that have died in the game are like dead, dead. Yes. Like, very, very much dead and not coming back. And you find out that they were like all your good friends, like your best friends. And it's yes. like, boy, I uh, I didn't expect that. That's that's a little that's a little <laughs> unnerving that that like there is no hope there. Um, and, you know, that that I guess like. It's not even no hope. It's like it's not a it's not a happy ending. Yeah. Um, and you have to find hope in the sad ending then, too. Well, I, I think that's kind of the thesis statement of life is, you know, it, it, it's very rare that there's something bad that happens that can be genuinely reversed. You, you know, like, like like things are different when something bad happens to you. But mm-hmm. then you just kind of keep moving forward. You know, like in the moment, it's very overwhelming and you think like there's no way like everything's over. Nothing good is like ever going to happen to me again. And then like, you know, two months later, you're like something awesome happens. and You're like, oh, OK. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it, it is like riding out the waves. But I, I think that's what what's good about Danganronpa is, you know, even though like everyone is able to like avoid the worst possible scenario, like, you know, there's still. When bad things happen, they aren't undone. You know, the, the, that's a good thing. You know, they're not wished away. There are no Dragon Balls to, like, wish Krillin back to life. Right. Or, or anything like no, that. No, don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't live in a world where Krillin dies the first time for good. Yeah, yeah, that would off, man. Can you imagine? No, I don't want to imagine it. It's too no. sad. <laughs> Beautiful boy. But I, I feel like Piccolo wouldn't have been brought back in on the gang as much. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That, I don't yeah, think, yeah, think, been, might, I don't think I we would have been all right with that. That might yeah. have settled that. Um, <laughs> like, just like I don't think Junko, if she had lived, would be uh, would be welcomed back with open arms into the group. <laughs> into the yeah, into the group of all the the friends. So. Yeah, I mean, we should talk about that. So yeah, let's you, so talk about after, the plot, af- yeah. yeah, so, like, after gathering clues um, throughout the thing, you, you have a final confrontation with Monokuma, and uh, the player has almost certainly figured this out, but there's, like, a very extended hour-long thing where it's uncovered that the Mukuro Ikusaba, who 
was killed, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like for the fifth trial is actually someone who's been dead the whole time. And the someone right. that, that who's been dead the whole time was Junko and Ashima, who like at the beginning of the game, like very wisely to like show the stakes is murdered by um, Monokuma with the Gunger spear. Um, and it's like that's like a very traumatic, like whiplash thing that happens at the beginning of the game but it's also very interesting because it both sets the tone at the beginning of the story and is also the hinge point for the identity of the killer right and it's also the the only monokuma like death yes of course there are punishments but it's the only death where it's like someone acted outside of the rules and now um and so like it 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 always stands out as special and like it's called the Gungnir spear and stuff like that. Like it's, it's extremely, you know, it's, it's a jarring moment and, and remains jarring. Cause it's not like, Oh, in every chapter, one of the students steps out of line and Monokuma kills them in a weird way. It's mm-hmm. very different. So like, yeah, I mean, I liked that because it was a clever way of making it memorable enough that you'd remember the clues when mm-hmm. you're like, huh, who got killed with a bunch of spear points? Like it's like you're not thinking like okay was that oh god was that Taka was that was that yeah. like Fumi uh, no no it's like immediately evident uh, who that would be yeah well and and I think it's interesting because you know that death stands out as weird but it also you know weird that will make like a, a um you know the player kind of write it off where it's like okay the point of this death is to show me what the stakes are you know right you, yeah you, this you, is you it's, kind of, it's explaining why you can't have the eagles get you to right. mount doom <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they can't fly to mount doom um so uh, yeah so you discover that and it's slowly worked out that junko the the person you knew as junko inoshima wasn't actually Junko Inoshima. It was you actually had known Mukuro Ikasaba the whole time. She was in disguise as her sister Junko Inoshima because Junko had to run the killing game. Um, right. So, and you know, when Junko is revealed, the first thing we get is her exploit why she would murder her sister who was in with her on the plan. And she just said, well, you know, yeah, I thought it would make me feel more despair and it would give her a lot of despair. Yeah, she um, even says, like, I was jealous of her that she did this. Yeah. <laughs> she got she, she was killed by her sister. Surprise. Oh, she must have felt so bad. Um, yeah. yeah and, and like I liked so. So, like, you know, every every step with Monokuma in this one, right, is <sighs> is pretty interesting because, you know, first with um, Kyoko, after you get out of the garbage pit, you go and confront Monokuma right away. And you say, mm-hmm. like, hey, I lived. Um, and he says, I'll, I'll punish you. And she says, well, that's against the rules. And actually, like, your audience won't like that. And so kind of throwing that gambit out there, he's like, well, I suppose that's true. So we'll have one more trial. Um, and if uh, if you don't find out who killed Makuru Kasaba, everyone dies, period. Like, I'll punish mm-hmm. every single one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, you know, and also find all the secrets of the school, which is weird. It's like it's like not typically him. And then throughout, there's like unfair moments. Like you find a DVD and Monokuma cuts it off midway through. You're mm. in you're in a, you're in the control panel room because he unlocks everything. And just about you know just instantly when you leave, he goes, "Now it's locked." Um, and so there's mm. like it's you know there's a moments in it where too where they're like, "Oh, he's going haywire." Um, and it really is kind of like. It, Monokuma is acting off script, basically. Like, mm-hmm. Junko's had the script the whole time, and the script gets completely broken uh, mm-hmm. because of Makoto living in Kyoko kind of 
recognizing the significance of that. Um, and so, like, really, the the first part of the trial is just you bringing this malfunction to the to the forefront, where like you upset Monokuma enough that Junko is revealed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're you're you've. You figured it out. You've gotten the the confrontation. You know you've you've and this is the big victory of the game, right? This is what you've been looking for the whole time. All right, like we've solved it. Um, here's Junko Inoshima in front of us. Um, she's girl Joker. Um, she's she thinks crime is funny. Um, she's yeah she she thinks crime is funny. Funny. She's that's, she's that's also how messed up. She is. She's a little loco. Cause I, I do like I do like that she's just constantly bored, and her way of dealing with being constantly mm-hmm. bored is uh, she she just constantly changes between various um, personas, including yeah. I like you know one is the really bored persona, one's a sort of sad persona, one is a cutesy like persona, mm-hmm. one's a sexy teacher. Um, one is then, just literally Monokuma, who she what, yeah. now holds up in front of her and like ver- and like sort does, of does the, his voice. Yeah, it just does his voice, which oh, is funny. No. Uh, yeah, which ooh, I enjoy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> There's no reason for it. I lo- uh, I, I loved that. That was great. But my favorite persona is when she just does the she does the devil horns and talks like a rocker for some reason. Yeah, and she's always saying always saying fuck. Like yeah, every like, sentence. Yeah, because the world's fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this rules. I like mm-hmm. this character a lot. Well, so so I, I think that I I want to talk about Junko, and I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a good time to do it because I think that like you know, I I, I said that glibly, but I think that that is. You know, the character, the the Joker character, you know, the the, the men who just want to see the world burn is a pretty common, like, villain trope. Yeah, Um, especially recently. I would say from, like, 85 on, you sort of see a lot more people like that. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Like, it's used in a lot of, like, some of the more, like, base... Um, lowest common denominator types of entertainment, like, um, you know, CSI or like a procedural show is always, you know, it's, someone's just a monster for, you know, no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, someone's just, oh, I love killing people because it's sick, you know, like um, right. it just rules so much. It just rules so much. Yeah. And that's, you know, like and that, and that's always, you know. And that's supposed to be like the scary thing with like Joker and some of these other people is it's like, oh, we're really trying to get to the bottom of it psychically, but it's just it's unknowable. He's just an unknowable type of crazy. Yeah. So and I think Junko, you know, pr- presents as that out of the gate. But I think what kind of sets her apart as a villain is she has a very definite ideology that it, Sounds very stupid and very anime at first, but kind of the more you encounter it and the more it's explained through, it's actually like kind of sophisticated, which I, I, I like. Yeah. Um. Which maybe this is me like giving the game too much credit, but I just think the concept of someone who's pursuing despair for the sake of despair is a more feasible villain then, you know, you know, it, it might get credit for it. it might like with well, this is a very silly, like rotating personas thing and everything like that. Well, yeah. And I think like, you know, like one of the one of the very real things I think that's happening with Junko is like, you know, it very well could be that she's bored or that she's performing. And mm-hmm. ultimately, just like if the tragedy happened the way she showed it, where like people are now wearing Monokuma masks and doing the purge mm-hmm. or 
the tragedy is just something much more banal. It doesn't really matter, but it's an interesting distinction. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think what's cool about Junko is the same thing that's cool about a lot of like those villains done to their best, which, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, you could, I could sit here and probably defend some of the, the Joker characterizations, but I think better would like better use of our time would be to say like, it's a little bit like Anton Chirg in, um, Mm -hmm. in no country where like, there's ostensibly a code. Like I was just talking about this with, with uh, uh, Scott Benson on a, on a Patreon episode. And like, mm-hmm. it, it was like, he, he reminded me of the, uh, the, the line where he says, um, where he's, where he's like talking about how the coin, um, he, he makes people flip a coin and then, you know, guess the, guess the, you know, guess, but call it friendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone says like, well, it ain't the coin doing it. It's you like coins got nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that insight it's it's the same thing as makoto does here where he points out the the kind of like insufficiency of the philosophy mm-hmm. but what's interesting about those characters is that they don't see it as an insufficiency they they like like it's not like they're just like well that's what's so cool about it it's that that just like doesn't register it, it's not a way that they can understand the world yeah um, like to say like well there's there you know you can't have because makoto essentially does like you want to you want to talk about you want to talk about giving something uh too much credit. Makoto essentially eventually just does dialectics and says like, you can't, mm-hmm. if you do disp- well, I mean, Junko does it first, but then Makoto yeah. does it where she's, she's like, hope's just the same side of the coin as despair. And then he says, well, then despair can make hope. Um, you don't just have to have despair come from hope. Hope can come from despair. Mm-hmm. And like, that is a revelation of the audience and really interest them to all the characters. And it's why they win. But to mm-hmm. Junko, it's, it's just like almost like an evolutionary dead end. It's like, she's just like, I, that does not make any sense. Like that yeah. I disagree. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's like you know what's the. I, I think what's interesting is they're both right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which which is is you know I, I think that they both. You know, I, I think they foundationally like recognize that you know you need the despair for hope, and you need the you know you need the hope for despair. You know, what I mean? like that that's the two way street of that, and I think that's something that expounds out to, uh, you know, uh, again, I really hate dragging like leftist shit into this. So I apologize <laughs> if anyone like, but it's just, it, I, I, this is co- a big reason why the game spoke to me is, is you, you think about the defining characteristic of like the rich or the people who have like, quote unquote, one life. And it's right. they're they're bored, you know, like that is that the, they're, they're bored and frightened of death are, are like the, the two defining characteristics. And usually the goal they're pursuing is some form of immortality, whether it's like, I don't know. We're going to be in the computer. This black mirror is going to be real. Um, or I'm going to have 8 billion children and my head is going to be frozen like Futurama. Um, (laughs) you know, something like that, that's going to happen. And I think that, you know, Junko has got like a, a slightly more cartoonish version of that nihilism, but it's coming from the same place of like, she's bored. Um, you you know, like, she is like this ultimate, you know, analyst she's this mastermind she's this person who's like been perfect at everything since day one she kind of throws that off in a monologue but that's like cleared up a little bit in some of like the later stuff that like, well, it's also goes, oh, like a, 
a genius, like a literal genius, like uh, like a bunch of things, which is how she was able to do all of this stuff mm. <laughs> that like happens in the game. But yeah, I mean, but, it's it's like I think what's interesting about that moment is like we, we hear all the time with Biakia constantly talking about how like important he, she is, and to her or he is, and to her like the, the her abilities don't mean anything. Like uh, Mukuro's abilities don't. She's like Mukuro was like extremely powerful and protective. I was really precocious and cute. None of it mattered. Like we just felt despair from the very second we were born. Just wanted to tell end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing, right? Like where you talk about the wealthy, and it's like it doesn't really matter if they're rich or I'm sorry if they're smart or not smart. Outside mm-hmm. of that's like a an attribute. Like the 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 sort of like accumulation of wealth um, is the main thing. Just like the accumulation of despair here is the main thing. There's like one goal. It doesn't really matter what you're an ultimate in. All yeah. you're trying to do is you know get the the bottom line. Yeah. Well, I I think it shows that like you know uh, hope and despair are kind of. You know, while they are the same, you know, they're, they're opposites, but also the same, you know, by by what they've said, where like one grows the other. Right. Like, you know, the, the the more hope you have, the more crushing the despair when it falls through or the more you're, you know, you think nothing will ever get better. Like the, the more impactful it is when something good finally does happen to you. Right. And yeah. You, you, and you, as you pointed out, the, there's that dialectic, but also oppositional to this is the the boredom, you know, and, and I think that's the Junko's other defining characteristic is she's making a conscious selection to just, you know, play the other side because she's so bored, like, and she just needs a goal, you know, and that is what the despair ends up being for her is, you know, nothing's ever going to be better than it is right now for me and I'm stuck in boredom, you know, and just what yeah. a what a what a nihilistic horizon that is and like why that changes people and makes them inhuman. <laughs> like, well, and like, it's it's also that yeah. like hope hope is like I mean the difference between hope and despair kind of like constitutively mm-hmm. is that hope still is generative, right? Like mm-hmm. to, to hope in something you have to, like uh, Biakio of all people is is best at uh, accounting for this in the in the sort of like there's a moment where you, you know, you as Makoto are, are trying to prove because the, the second part of the trial is just trying to convince your friends that not they to should, kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. Well, not to kill you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. convince your friends that they shouldn't stay in the school all the time and have you die and should, in fact, just try and live outside of the school. And, um, you know, unlike, you know, the the headmaster, we find out. Um, has has set you all in there. Um, you've forgotten the last two years of your life uh, because Junko said it just happened somehow. Don't worry about it. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a show. I should really just relax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Junko, Junko basically says like, yeah, you, you know, you're totally right. The the headmaster set up this plan because the tragedy happened and he thought he could like repopulate the world with like us 12 ultimates. And if I get rid of the ultimates, then everyone's going to feel like really, really or 16, excuse me. People are going to feel really, really crummy about the state of the world. and They'll have despair. But like as you know, as you're sort of arguing both against the headmaster's plan uh, now and also kind of for the the spirit of the plan uh, to go out into the world and try and rebuild, it, you know, you you, ha- you have this little hope bullet and you keep shooting it at your friends who are having doubts. And Byakuya's doubt is that his whole family's dead. They say, like, you know, the to- the Togami clan is is 
done. Like you're the last part of it. So it doesn't even matter anymore. Um, and uh, Byakia says like, well, it's not done because I'm still alive. And like, basically I can do whatever I want. And what I want is to make the Togami clan powerful again. And yeah, like he's still kind of a, a shitty person, but like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's this, it's this recognition that like, yeah, listen, like at any given point, if I imagine that I can hope for it, um, it can be a generative moment. Um, and with uh, the, the problem with Junko and, and sort of like the death drive for Junko is that she can only imagine like despair always has as its end the uh, the pursuit of death, like the pursuit of the ultimate despair is the pursuit of death. Even as she says it, she says, oh, this is great. Like, I'm mm-hmm. finally going to get to die. It's going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's always it, it's just like money is, you know, the ultimate end of money is death. It's it's the it's the 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 kind of entombing of humanity in uh, in the uh, the space of a dollar. Um, right. Well, and especially just what it represents to like future and agency and like all of the other like, you, you know, especially like. Well, I mean, everyone's living under it now. You know what I'm saying? That's the yep. thing. Thank you to Britain and the Amer- us Americans like later on. Everyone's got beautiful capitalism kind of, you know, in, in everything. But and but I think that why this works so well is is, you know, it does, you know, one of the defining characteristics of living through, you know, late stage capitalism here is that just everything's getting a little shittier, like all the time, you know, and it's like, you, you know, like some people are like just, you know, fearing, you know, the apocalypse, you know what I'm saying? And just some, some of the stuff that's like going to happen. And I just think that Danganronpa is good at not telling you like, Oh, that stuff won't happen. Um, but telling you, yeah, actually probably something worse than that is going to happen eventually. Um, you know, you might not be there, but it's probably going to be worse than whatever you think is going to happen. However, People are resilient and you, people find a way, you know, like you can the indomitable human spirit, you know, that's, that's kind of the totally. No. And I mean, that's like, yeah. I think what's interesting about uh, like I'm, and I'm glad we're talking about it because like there's something, you know, something about it kind of felt a little like lackluster to me. And I think it was because I wasn't not lackluster, but like I was playing it and I was like, something's kind of missing for me. I don't think something's hitting right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it is because I didn't really like fully kind of appreciate how much of a blow Junko appearing and explaining like, oh, yeah, here's the facts of how like screwed up everything is. Like mm-hmm. how much that was like an emotional blow. Like I wasn't really thinking about that. And as a result, like, you know, there is that life life can be better you know, as long as you say when there's life, there's hope kind of thing, which is, of mm-hmm. course, the most banal thing you can say, even if it is true. But there's also, you know, uh, included in this is this concept of, hey, like, not just when there's life, there's hope, but like when you can expect you can expect like you will lose hope constantly. What we're saying is even when there's not hope, there's life and then there's hope coming from that. Like it is it is this sort of like. I don't know. It's an extremely optimistic perspective uh, that is also couched in the most despairing concept. Yeah. Well, in a way, it's kind of what that argument that Makoto and like, you know, what Makoto and 
uh, Junko are arguing about. Like, that's the yeah. thing with, like, leftists, right? Is it's like they, they think the world is the worst place possible, but also are the most naive and, like, hopelessly optimistic, you know? Like, I, I feel like you do need to have a grasp of how bad things can get to, like, properly really reach for, like, what's out there, like, in the future. Yeah, and it's it's also this concept of, like, you've lost so much. Why would you even bother? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. the losing doesn't make the project not worth it. Yeah, well, and, and that's that's a great way of putting it, like, losing it. So, so like, because I think that this is broken down in the stages. Because the goal of Danganronpa, or so you think the entire game, is to reclaim your life. You know, get out of this weird situation, right? But then you discover at the end of the game, um, you had your normal life, chose this worse life, because the third option, the other option that was available to you was even worse, and right. now you've been actively sabotaging the good option that you've chose to push yourself into either death or something even worse. Right. And you've been killing your friends to do it. Who, by the way, you <laughs> you didn't remember. Like, just that everything you've been doing the entire game has been completely oppositional to your goals and what you wanted. And sometimes just actively destroying your life. <laughs> yeah, and like there, a lot of times in the game, like Junko's, Junko's a good example of this, but uh, Monokuma does it consistently too, where it's like, you know, it, it gives you the semblance of meaning. And then it's like, hey, listen, like it doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, and like the, you know, she, she goes through all the motives and she's like, what were all the motives about? Um, mm. And you, you go through it and she's like, that's right. Like, but it doesn't matter. They didn't mean anything. And then also where you're like, where, where she's like, yeah, you know, guess what? I, I did this because I love all of you and wanted you to have despair. She goes, actually, I just did it because I thought it would probably, like, really fuck you up if you knew a friend did this to you. And it's like there there are yeah. these moments where it's just like the rugs ripped out from under the characters. And it's like, no, the thing you thought was, like, even a little bit meaningful or, like, understandable or comprehensible is just pointless. Like, again and again and again and again. And I think, like, that they that, that is the background of... Arguing for hope is a really interesting and challenging um, approach. And I, I, I honestly like the fact that it, it feels seamless and convincing um, is, a, is a huge testament to the to the writing and the the setup in this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's just, you know, because, again, you know, like I I think the, the pushback here would be like this is like literally the most anime game like of all time like they they do the gratuitous like oh, we're going to go peek on peek on the girls like, like shit you know like oh my it's, god yeah it's the, the, the thing the- at the end where there's like the the picture of the girls in the sauna like just like a bunch yeah. of horrible traumatic stuff and then it's like oh yeah like we're even gonna do like some sakura cheesecake in here let's go like, yeah exactly, like, exactly. okay so, thanks guys so, so like that would be the pushback is it's like you know this is you know just a trope game and like Kaz did this like on accident essentially you know what I'm saying like in the in and. Well, one, that's, like, not true because two and three escalate it even more, and it's even more refined and more impressive, like, what he's doing. He's, like, doing it, creating an even more complicated thing. But then, B, even if um, he did do it on accident, like, I think that would it would still stand because that just means, like, what a primal kind of feeling this is, you know, yeah. the, the, the the concept of the the hope and despair. And I think it's something that, uh, 
you might not appreciate unless you had something pretty bad happen to you. Mm -hmm. Like something that made you think, how am I going to go on? You you, you know, like in in a real way, in a way that like terrified you to your core, like that something irreparable had been like done to your life. Like, like if you've never had that fear before that I don't think Danganronpa is going to like hit for you. The same way it hits for, like, everybody else. Um, but I feel like a lot of people have that fear in the contemporary world. Like, I feel like yes. there's a lot of moments. Like, I remember being, like, I don't know, probably, like, 18 or something. Might have Actually, you know what? It might have been, I might have been, like, 22, 23, because I think I was dating my wife, at the, uh, my now wife, at that point. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was, I, I, was, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? Like, if I make a couple of bad decisions, um, I could easily be homeless. Like, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't and like she made the good point of like well you, you know you'd have to like alienate me and your family and like there's a lot of steps you'd have to take and it's like I guess but it's also totally possible like to the, mm-hmm. just like a couple of steps and like even understanding that as like a possibility is traumatic in the sense of like yeah you're not like it's the moment of saying like you're not special you're not the ultimate anything right like it's it's like you're you're existing in this world in the same terms as a lot of people who you thought you might have been like you know better than or above and it's like you're not you're you're on the same plane and the bad stuff that happened to them can happen to you and like i feel like even if you have that uh realization this idea that you know giving into despair can be um uh I don't know, like, like uh, sort of like a forbidden pleasure in, in the sense that Junko embodies it, but also mm-hmm. like a, a dead end, as Makoto does, makes total sense. I, I think I think it it's correctly identifying what the, you know, what in, in, in the first world, like interconnected, everything's globalized world, like what the true like lurking psychic enemy is like, I I think that this idea of not seeing a path forward is something that kills a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. like in a way. And I I think that to be honest, I think that number is like probably going to go up as like, you know, hypothetically some things get figured out, you know, we get medical technology to like kind of cure these diseases, but then, what happens on the other side of the coin is it's like, okay, now that cost you $800 million. Um, right. Yeah. You and your children will work this off. You have no future. And it's just, you know, things like that. I think like, honestly, that, that kind of like, you know, interplay between despair and hope and particularly this idea of grappling with um, not to use the game's own terms, the ultimate despair of like, you know, not just your own death, but the, the end of a lot of things that you care about. Right. Um, and maybe like, you know, a world in which nothing is left that you really care about, that, you know, you care about. Um, mm-hmm. I think the game really admirably handles that. Um, I, I, Oh, good. Well, I, uh, I also, I'm remembering one other point that I think is very important. So, uh, less, less clear to an American audience, but this is like the, the hopes peak is clearly supposed to be like Tokyo university, like the, the, um, the clock tower, like even looks like it, which is like, you know, the Harvard of Japan. Um, so what, you know, I think the role of, um, all of the students as ultimates, as you know, again, something that's sort of played off as like a, a gag or like a, or a way to kind of 
um, codify all of the characters into like little tropes, you know, like, oh, here's mm-hmm. the girl, here's the fashionista girl, here's the nerd, here's the biker guy, you know, like, and it's, but I, I think what it, it's really talking about is the idea of talent and being a young person and being educated and being like told that you're good at things and funneled into these, you know, elite institutions because, you know, that's supposed to be the start of the golden road, right? Is like oh, you yeah. go to college, you know, that that was if you're a uh, born in the 80s or 90s, you, you grew up being told, you know, you go to college and then you, you you get a job. You get like a good job because you went to college. We were we were given this from our parents and Asher Roth. Yes. Um, famously. <laughs> Two the three people I trust identically. <laughs> I've often said Asher Roth is like a mother to me. Um, the um, but I, I think that that the fact that this takes place at a school with teenagers entering something that's ostensibly supposed to be college and something that's supposed to set them up for life is very important to the setting of the game and to the backdrop, because I think everyone is losing, you know, kind of, you know, people go into school and then they find out the real world, quote unquote, when you leave the school is a barren hellscape Um, where there can be no life, things are worse. Um, You have way less friends than you did originally. Um, Everyone stabbed you in the back. Uh, Good luck um, feeling good about the life you're going to build for yourself um, now, you know? And and I I think that all of that is a very on-purpose choice by Kaz that, like a lot of his on-purpose choices, I think are brilliant, has like a, a shallower double use you know, again, this in this case, kind of codifying and make everyone making everyone into like little anime caricatures. But I think, you know, it's also to hammer home all of these, you know, kids are elite and talented at something and they have like a very bright future ahead of them. So when they're yeah. losing, when they're getting murdered or, you know, kind of ending up on the, you know, in this despair side where they have to kind of come to terms with the fact that their future isn't going to be what they were promised it would be, you know, that's where the despair is. And, and I think that's a, a, a very important part of like Cass's little world building thing there. No. And I agree. I think like, you know, there's a, there's an argument about genre fiction here where like, I think a central point of this is, is to say, uh, or a central point of any genre fiction piece is to point out that like, yeah, look, uh, genre fiction is effective because it can, Within the within the like the kind of uh, heft of the story and the thing you know the the beats we expect, it can kind of tell whatever story it wants, right? Like uh, whether or not that's political or otherwise, um, the genre piece can kind of decide on its own. And in this case, like the whatever politics or interesting social commentary um, Dangarampa does or does not have, it, like it it exists because. Like the the you get you basically get the sugar uh, with the with the, with the mm-hmm. um, uh, medicine of um, the sugar with the medicine of uh, I'm sorry the sugar would be the the fun anime people the medicine is the social uh, commentary mm-hmm. um, and like I think you know th- there's something to that not just in terms of like oh this will get the kids talking about. Uh, despair. Uh, like, yeah, right. right. Like, like uh, a buddy of mine was telling me about an indie game where, like, it's and I, I don't know who de- developed this, and maybe it's someone I'm friendly with. And if it is, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be dismissive. It just sounds like a nightmare to play. Um, 
but uh, it's a game where it's like 400 days of real time. Um, oh, yeah, I've heard about this game. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's his tasks and every task takes four hours and it's very allegorical and depressing and difficult. It's like, man, that's like sounds like you're making a really big point. Sounds like I'm probably not going to play this long enough to get to the really big point. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not like a critique of anyone who, you know, including myself, who wouldn't get there like it. I don't know if like if you can't. On some level, like if if the if the really big point one is making does not live up to um, does not live up to the uh, the interest of the the reader, then it's just not going to get discussed. And like I think there's something really kind of like important about something like Duncan Rampa, where like everyone cares about this game. Like there's tons of people who care about this game and care about the characters in it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And like it's like the actual sort of like conclusion of the game is is difficult. It's it's like a little upsetting and strange and hard to hard to fathom. And like I think that's cool that a challenging concept like the final trial is made like very, very uh um accessible uh via the kind of like you know, again, like the, the medicine of the of the genre. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think that, you know, because that, that's the thing is, I think people can be dismissive of Danganronpa because, you know, what Danganronpa is, like, famous for is, like, uh, teenagers on Tumblr getting into, like, 9,000 thread-deep <laughs> replies fighting over which of the which of the characters are sweetie babies and which characters are male manipulators. Um, you know, like, th- this is, like... Sam, quick. Mm-hmm. Who's a sweetie baby and who's a male manipulator? Go. In Danganronpa one, um, sweet, sweetiest baby is Taka. Okay. Um, the uh, the male manipulator is uh, Celeste. Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. So um, the the honestly the biggest fights are about like the most popular character in the series, who's like into who's like one of the like important characters in two, and like he is like a very fascinating character, but like. It's one of those things where, like, you know, the Walter White, um, you, you, know, you know, like, like people who read that, you know, the point of Breaking Bad is how cool Walter White was, you know, like, <laughs> or, or how cool Tony Soprano is, like, you know, like, like just like a, a total, like, be, totally missing, you know, any subtext. And I think it does. Duncan Rampa do have the phrase Makoto, we have to cook. No, no, I, I, I know, wish. but just because Makoto is not in it. But otherwise, that phrase is in there 100 percent. Yeah, I, w- I will tell you that um, there is uh, that the, the, someone who voices Makoto voices a dif- different character because it's the same voice actors in both mm-hmm. of them. So it's Bryce Pappenbrook voices uh, another character in Danganronpa like two. Um, that's like very interesting, Good. and and like the character has the same like color scheme as Makoto. Oh, that's it's like fun. It's that's like, really hmm, fun. Interesting. Yeah. There's <laughs> what like, could he have meant by this? Yeah. What did he, what did he mean by this? It, it, there's a lot of like very fun like fucked up things going on in Danganronpa two that are all referencing Danganronpa one, and that's I think that's the beauty of what Kaz has built here is that it's you know accessible, dumb reads as. You know, typical dumb anime bullshit. However, um, I I think has a lesson in point that is extremely pertinent to 
where I think most of the audience of this game, like the, the countries and situations and just it, 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 it's about kind of being downwardly mobile and the, and the fear that comes with that. And I feel like that's a lot of people um, that are going to yeah. be playing this game, you know? Yeah. So, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask Sam, how many uh, times did you go to the uh, mono mono machine? Um, like literally about, so I platinumed the game, which is like on PlayStation, which is a very insane thing to do because okay. it involves doing, uh, so uh, the, after you beat the game, they have a second mission called, uh, school mode. So what that is, is it's, it's a version of Danganronpa where instead of doing the killing game, Monokuma just says, ah, you know what? <laughs> he literally, it's the, the, I, uh, the beginning is identical. And just when he shows up, he starts to say, explain the killing game. He's like, yeah, actually, you know what? I don't want to do this. Um, here, you you guys just build me things, and it just kind of becomes a dating sim where you go around like talking to all the characters and like <laughs> harvesting resources from the school to like build the machines that Monokuma wants you to make, and that's like how you fill out your um oh your your your, your, your report card for anyone who died. It's, it's like oh, this is a different timeline where like. You know, nobody yeah. died, but you have to play that whole mode through like five times um, to, oh, to get the platinum. Yeah, so or three times at least. So that's intense. So 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 that's the kind of stupid bullshit um, I was doing. So you better believe I went to the mono mono machine like nine hundred times. Yeah, to I, try I got. Gifts. I did pretty well. I got mm. uh, the the last. I mean, I guess I have a couple more coins now that I could spend, but I would have to start the new mo- the new mode. Um, but uh, I, I got up to, you know, chance of repetition, 98.1. So I think I got all but like one or two of the presents, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty good. I thought I was pleased. I yeah. was pleased with that. I thought that I thought I did fairly well. Yeah. Um, I, I spent a lot of time at the mono mono machine. Um, yeah. Just like way, not a very fun thing to do. But uh, for me, uh, extremely engaging. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, uh, pro tip for anyone, because I went through all of Danganronpa 2 not realizing, because the Mono Mono Machine in number two is a um, coconut. It's 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 like designed to look like a coconut tree on the beach, and the capsules like fall out of the coconut tree. But I literally did not understand. I thought it was just like a cool tree, and I like never clicked on it. So I went through all of Danganronpa 2 without access to the Mono Mono Machine, like you so must have made like zero friends. No, so you there's like a store. There's like stores you can buy stuff oh, okay, items well, in, nice. and you can use the coins there. But it's like way more expensive, so it's like less punishing than in the other games. Anyway, the the coconut tree is the mono mono machine. If you if it, if anyone listening wants to play Danganronpa two, yeah, if anyone's following along on our on our uh, impromptu let's play of the Danganronpa series, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, yeah, be sure to be sure to. You know, don't don't uh, don't self harm by not playing the mono mono machine correctly. Yes, everyone um, knows that's the real point of the game is the uh, mono mono machine. All right, here uh, I, have, I have a couple more questions. Um, if you had to be stranded in uh, Hope's Peak Academy, uh, who are your four guys? Uh, by which I mean guys and girls to be stranded oh. there with uh, in in the in the uh, spirit of the bad ending where hero. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Toko is dead in the, the bad ending, but yeah. so Hiro, Byakuya, um, Makoto, and Hina. Uh, yeah. Who are who are your four? And uh, the ghost of Toko. Who are your four guys? Um, I'm I'm 
I'm bringing Taka. I'm bringing the true protagonist of Danganronpa, Kyoko Kirigiri, and I am probably bringing Hina. I, I do love Hina. <laughs> like, now, does this? I, I said Ford. So does this? Does this assume you're also bringing Makoto? Is he like a? I would. I would probably also. Let me just think through everyone real quick. I would probably bring. No, Sakura. We got to bring Sakura. Actually, yeah. I'll do respect to um, Makoto, but actually, Sakura is actually the best girl. So. This is like not not debatable. Remote, That's a fantastic list. Way. Yeah, um, I think mine would be fairly close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I might differ on would be Taka. I don't know who I'd bring instead of Taka. Maybe. Um, oh, you know what? I'd bring Chihiro. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I thought I knew you were gonna say Chihiro. Chihiro is like the next next one up on the Sweetie Baby rankings. Yeah, Chihiro deserves a better a better outcome, and I I would I would bring Chihiro. Um, and, and we'd all we'd all just kind of like exist together in a weird, um, uh, awkward, uh, not flirting or romantic way uh, until we all died. Yeah, that's um, the, the that's, perfect the perfect human human interactions. So like what how, you're saying is they become Catholic. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I do like I do like that um, that the game does the MMO uh, pop idol thing of. Uh, eventually, because like you're supposed to identify with every character, they're all like basically weird asexuals. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. except for except for Toko Abiyakia, who like uh, not that it's weird to be asexual, but it's just they're weirdly asexual. Yeah. Um, well, for for a game that's so horny too. Oh, like, also they, yeah, for yeah, a game that's so one of the horniest horny. game, one of the horniest games ever. Like it's just like no, none of these people like to have sex. The mm-hmm. only person who thinks they do is Monokuma. Every time Monokuma says that, they go, how dare you? That's absolutely not what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah, I would Mon- never. <laughs> yeah, Monokuma realizing the absolute worst thing you can do to a teenager, like even beyond murdering them, is say that they like someone they actually like. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop. What were you two doing in the bathroom? Kissing? Yeah. Ew. Ew. No. <laughs> That's that's worse than the uh, him executing uh, alter ego. Like, like, this is the, the, the worst thing. The pick, worst right? crime. The worst crime Monokuma did was uh, suggesting that uh, Makoto might like Kyoko. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. No. Um, no. Okay. I, well, I, I, I do well, want to talk about that too. By the way, yes. that, like that. Um, just real quick. Cause oh, the no. other That's the other important thing I think in this game is like realizing that like. Essentially, like key, the, the the game is really Kyoko against Junko, and yeah. like you're just kind of like her ally. Like Makoto does like eke it out, like by by virtue of like being the dumb happy guy. Well, he's, like the, he's the protagonist. He's like the the player. He's the player stand-in. I mean, right? Well, he's he's the self insert, but like also. Like a lot of the game is like Kyoko either figuring something out and handing it to you or like letting you cook on something she's already figured out. Like, yeah. And like it, it's very clear that like it, it becomes pretty clear. I, I feel that Byakuya is not nearly as good at this as he thinks he is. Yeah. So like he does not share the same privileges that way. Yeah. No, absolutely not. No, I think you're right. And like, especially to the point where she's like figuring out her feelings about her dad and stuff like that. It's like, oh, okay. So this is like, this is her game in, in a very real way. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're just kind of like helping her through it. But I also like, 
I don't know, like the the one way you can explain the kind of like urge to desexualize like every character in this game, other than like oh they're high school students, that would be wrong. Uh, uh, yeah. Not untrue, uh, but also have you ever? Um, seen a video game before yeah i was gonna uh, say especially one from <laughs> japan yeah like, it's I, like i am i am i am i don't i think i'll be single forever when am i ever gonna find a good guy i am 15 years old <laughs> <laughs> i'll be single forever i look like i'm 15 years old but i'm an immortal dragon um, yeah, exactly exactly yeah <laughs> which like, again i i love i love anime and video games listen i'm i'm not trying to hate but like that is a thing. So that's just a thing. Like, yeah. like everyone's just gotta like. This is like what I'm like. I want to show everyone Monogatari more than anything, but trying to show someone who's like not used to anime Monogatari is like. So is he like trying to have sex with his sister? Is that's what's going on? And I have to be like, no, it's just it's anime. Like, like that's like a thing. <laughs> like, you talk about how hot your sister are is and flirt with her. It's really weird, but it's, like it's super normal. Actually, it's, it's actually one of the most normal things according to anime. So, <laughs> but yeah, like it is. It is like it is the. I mean, I, I feel like it's the it's the classic kind of. Um, it's a classic kind of thing that way we're like, yeah, like I expect if I'm playing this game that these characters are going to be like, you know, essentially sexualized for the benefit of the audience, um, not the benefit of me, but some like ostensible audience. Um, and they are not. So it's so it is a little bit like, well, that's kind of weird that that didn't happen. Um, not even in a bad way, but like it's just strange. Um, and I think, you know, like one of the one of the ways you can read that as positive or like interesting is this idea of blending the romance of a dating game into um, uh, the kind of story they're telling here, which is the importance of, of friendship. Right. Where like the idea that like, you know, you, your friends here are also your uh, your like most loved confidants. Is it's pretty interesting. Like that's a pretty interesting point. And like it's something that I think only comes across if you uh take away the possibility of like, but what if also we confessed our feelings to each other? Like I, I feel like you, you need to get that out of out of the way as a possibility yeah. before you can get to that second well, point. I, I think it's almost replacing that with something that's like almost even more intimate, just mm. in the fact of the way that the characters like a bond with each other, you know, cause, cause that I tried to like hammer that point home. Cause I, I obviously had the benefit of being able to know how the whole game goes when we did the right. chapters, like blow by blow. So I, I could kind of steer the, the, the direction is it's something that looking back on it, you know, once you've ended the game is much more evident is that like, you know, the, the game killing game only works if you like don't see yourselves as one unit, you know, mm -hmm. as you, if you see yourselves all as strangers. And that's why like her taking the memories is such a horrifying, brutal thing. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, it, that's the it, only way it works. Her game right. works. Yeah, right. The only way the game works. But it, but it, I think it also kind of creates a reverse thing where it's like, you know, you spend the whole game thinking like, oh, I can't trust anybody. Like, how could I trust any of these people? And then you get to the end of the game and it's like, well, actually, you know, if you did trust these people, they would all be your best friends. We know that for <laughs> a fact because it's already happened before, you know. Right. Right. And I, and I love like, I was just talking, like, I, I was actually, like, just 
like <laughs> talking to some people and they were asking me about like because I've been pretty hard on like Last of Us in the past, which I think kind of has uh, a similar message, but something that's also like an antithesis just in terms of like because that's the thing with zombie video games or in movies is that they're like libertarian wet dreams, right? Like this is um, when chaos comes, you can only rely on yourself. Like, you know, anyone you love is a weakness. They're going to turn into a zombie and bite you and you're not going to have the balls to like pull the trigger on them. Um, You know, all of that. And so it was asking me like, why do you like not like that in last of us? And I just think that you need that, Community, like seeing community as a weakness and not a strength, I think is something that Dank and Rampa gets really right. Um, and I think that that is like the entire point of the game is basically everybody learning how to be friends again. Mm, and I think yeah. that that is why, you know, Kyoko and Makoto kind of almost stumble into this thing that's like a little bit more than like being romantically interested in each other. It's trusting each other. That's kind of what like case five hinges on. And that's ultimately how they beat like Junko is that Makoto is able to say she's lying. I know, but I unconditionally trust her enough to cover up for her. Even when I don't know what the whole story is. And that's like really the hinge point of the game. And that's when you're finally able to like catch Junko. No, exactly. Yeah. And (laughs) it is like, it is, it's a funny thing because like the zombie, the zombie um, genre like stems from, uh, or as, as we know it now stems from like a moment in the sixties that John Romero was like commenting on as like a particularly negative human moment, you know, specifically (laughs) the, uh, the, the fact that like, you know, people did not trust uh, black people at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. you know, the end of that movie is is so powerful because they shoot the, the main character not thinking he's a zombie necessarily. Like, it's completely unclear in the original Night of the Living Dead if the crowd thinks that the the, the character coming out, the, the protagonist, is a zombie or just, like, thinks that he's black. And, like, I think there's a much more compelling um, argument that they just, like, think he's black. And, like... Mm-hmm. And kill him as a result. And like that, that is a, that is a wholly pessimistic point of view in, in particularly made to cause despair in the social order so that people say like, Hey, something needs to change about this. Like this is, this is like fucking me up. Mm. And like, I feel like that's super interesting. Then the, the amount of, Hey, this is just like, everything's getting so screwed up guys. Um, that's happening in, media is like it's it's oversaturation and so like this idea of somehow shifting it to be like not a not okay we gotta we gotta warn people against um i don't know like whatever given thing that we all know already exists but instead say like okay we all agree this exists what do we do from here i mean that's not that's not a popular thing to do in media in academia in a lot of places and so like to see it done here is really refreshing and like it's it's fairly difficult. And I think like I'm also kind of hard on The Last of Us. And I think the the reason for that is because it's like it's it's very easy to write something like The Last of Us. Like I, I there are yeah. moments in it that like, of course, like tug at your heartstrings or whatever. And, and, you know, good for Neil Druckmann, I guess, for recognizing those. But like the idea of like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm really kind of like screwed up because the whole world is a mess 
is not particularly interesting. Yeah, it, it just it, it seems to for a game that seems to claim why that, that they've figured out why violence, you know, they've got something to say about violence. <laughs> it sure doesn't seem to understand a lot about what leads to violence. Let me just put put it that way. Um, so yeah. a, anyway, I. But we're we're talking about a better game here. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, we're we're talking about Danganronpa. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think just to you know, you throw both of those again. Again, this is why I think it's very much a game of this moment. You know, I think we're living in a very lonely time. Um, you know, at the end of capitalism, and this is, you know, this is a game that's all about. You know, reaching out, finding connections with people that you, you know, might have reason to be scared of. Like if you're worried that, you know, tomorrow is the day that, you know, China and the U.S. have nuclear exchange and then everybody's like on their own. It's like, oh, I might have to, you know, fight my neighbor for water or something like that. And Mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of. You know, I, I think this game is kind of a, a rejection all of, of all of that and kind of does sort of spell out why, it, it, you know, it's it's not high minded, naive bullshit to believe in other people, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I guess. And, and I think that that anything that has that thesis, I think, is good. And I just really think Danganronpa is a game that really stresses that. You know, believing in your fellow man is good. And also, you know, I, I don't think it would work if it didn't show the despair and how aware that it is that everything's bad. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, no, no one in the I mean, other than Makoto, but more mm-hmm. so as like a, a hypothetical is is willing to say like, yeah, uh, this didn't actually happen. Like nothing, nothing is bad that has happened. Nothing, nothing has like occurred. This is all a lie. Like. They all acknowledge that something really bad happened and that like as as more bad things come on top of it, no one's like Junko's lying Um, Mm -hmm. other than to deny it and then be like, no, no, she's not lying. She's pretty, Mm. pretty true. Um, So, yeah, no, I think I think it is like it's a very it's a very sanguine approach to to like living, you know, after after a disaster. And I don't know, like there's. Again, this is something that you don't see terribly much of, uh, even in like ostensible, um, uh, like ostensible disaster fiction. Um, so I think I think it's cool to I think it's cool to see it here. Um, again, like it's not in much the same way that like something like um, God. Uh, why am I forgetting the name? Uh, Lord, the time travel anime and visual novel. Uh, Steinsgate. Yeah, in the same way that like something like Steinsgate takes a a kind of like tired genre convention like time travel and like draws a number of very like interesting claims about it, right? Like it's not it's not about Mm -hmm. time travel. It is about time travel. It's not about time travel. Yeah. It's not it's not a murder murder mystery. It is a murder mystery, but it's not a murder. Like that's yeah. I, I admire stuff like that because it is a at, at core, if it works, it's a commitment to the unpopular thing that uh, needs to be there for the message to to get through as well as it does. Yeah. And, and I think that's the I, I, I just think that's what's like so important about Danganronpa is, is I 
this is this is gonna sound like very stupid. I like came to Danganronpa, like I played it in 2016, like 2017. What happened? Um, um, there there was a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I just cast my first vote for Donald Trump. Um, the poster so, in chief was yeah. uh, <laughs> he was he was in the he was in the office. The Celtics, uh, the Celtics had their super team ready with Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Everything good. Everything good was happening. I mean, like, like honestly, like, you know, you know, just to speak on it, but like very personally, like it was like, um, you know, I had gone through a really bad breakup. Um, I'd lost my mom not that long after mm. that. I was like um, I had given up drinking around that time, um, like right before my mom got sick. So I was like kind of committed, like, OK, I like, got to do this. And I was just like, you know, there were a lot of times where I was like, I don't know if I can like keep on, you know, I'm making, you know, $28,000, like working at a shelter. Like I have no prospects. I'm living in New York trying to like live off of, you know, this money. Um, you know, I feel like I'm getting kind of, you know, my mom losing my mom made me feel like, Oh man, like, should I be around my family? Am I like by living in New York? Am I like, you know, being selfish and doing all of this stuff? And then, you know, you play this stupid little fucking game that, you know, at the and it just kind of like sneaks up on you that it's like, you know, kind of affirming, no, you're right to like valued social relationships. Um, you know, things are bad. But, you know, again, it's that thing where like if somebody you can't really be comforted by someone you don't respect or think is dumber than you, you yeah. know, like because it's like, no, you just don't understand how bad it is, you know. But and, and I think Danganronpa is able to kind of comfort in that same way because it does show the respect for, no, your life can absolutely fucking fall apart at any point in time. And I think that it makes the idea of hope that much more comforting because, you know, it is such a stark, um, you know, it, it does have that stark understanding of like just how bad things can get. And that kind of like lends it a little bit of credibility. If that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. Like, I think, mm. yeah, no, that, that absolutely makes sense. Um, I like, I appreciate that too. I appreciate you saying that too. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it is this, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's this problem of not being willing to trust. Like, I think it's a problem. A lot of people have, and it's, it's not a problem you have here, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to trust like the, the things that you find that give you comfort when they do right. Like, mm-hmm. like seeing it and being like, well, this is stupid. Like, and, and I'm like, I'm just being like a, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm liking, yeah. I'm liking this because like, I need comfort right now, not because it's right. good. Right. Um, right. And I, exactly. like, I, I think it's perfectly acceptable to, to kind of like find a lot of value in something, even if it's, I don't know, un unfashionable, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, well, I, you know, I, not to not to spoil anything, but let's just say, like, it's uh, it's something that Kaz kind of triangulates on, like, again, kind of making people feel less alone mm-hmm. in, like, dire situ And he really, you know, that's part of the reason why V3 is so polarizing is because there's, like, a huge argument about what he's trying to do in there. Um, and I think, again, he's trying to, like, you know, execute this mission again of, you know, telling a story that 
feels people's pain, like, you know, doesn't try to, like, minimize it. Like, oh, it's not actually that bad. Like, everything will go back to normal. Yeah. You know, no. It, nothing's going back to normal. Like, your, your friends are dead. You've ruined everything, you know. <laughs> and I, I, I think that's the real only way to, like, overcome tragedy and to, like, beat despair is to, like, have a have a genuine stock of how bad things are but then also have the strength to like look in yourself and be like, you know what? I I, I can do this. I, I can do, yeah. you know, make my way through this like one more time. And, you know, I will still have some of these things. And I think that, you know, it's just kind of making your way, becoming not immunized to loss, but finding ways to process loss and understanding that loss isn't always something to necessarily be feared. You know, yeah, and I think also just like it, it's not even like you know to to say like yeah we we're we're better than loss. It's to say like loss doesn't mean that you you not even like loss isn't something to be feared, but like loss isn't something that just uh, constitutes an ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the sort of like corollary of loss is that like you still have to keep you know doing stuff um, as as sort of like cruel as that is. Um, you know, you lose something, something horrible happens. And then the next day you have to like go to work or something. Um, and that's not fair, but it's sort of like ultimately ends up being true, uh, regardless of fairness. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the, that's that, the game. Oh, wait, that, that is I, the game. I got one more question. Yes. Um, does, does Toko or, or, or does Biakia actually like Toko? So um, I can tell you, like, there, there's some timeline stuff. I can tell you is is fairly not part of a spoiler, but one of the main plot lines of the Ultra Despair Girls buddy cop movie with Toko and Makoto's um, sister is that they're trying to rescue Byakuya. He's <laughs> like the Princess Peach in the um, thing, and... One of the funniest things is at the end of every chapter, you go into like a little mind palace thing of Toko imagining how grateful Byaki is going to be when she rescues him. And he was <laughs> like, and they have like very funny little things about like her, like her and him like falling in love. Um, so um, it doesn't seem like it. I okay, guess okay, is a roundabout way of yeah, saying okay. that. <laughs> Does not seem like uh, Biakia ever loves her back. Um, Biakia, so. male manipulator. Uh, he is to a male his manipulator. Um, all right, all right. Very good, very good. Um, oh, uh, uh, one more question. Who do you ship in this? In um, Danganronpa 1. I know uh, you have ships. That's the thing. That's why I'm yes. asking. Uh, you know, I, I actually think there's like a, a pretty feasible case for Makoto in, in most of the ships. Um, mm. But I uh, they, there's another very funny thing that Kaz wrote into the game that you get access to when you beat the game. And it's called it's a short story called Danganronpa If. And it's, <laughs> and, and it's and the if is um what if when the Gunger Spears tried to get Mukuro, uh, Makoto jumped in the way? Oh, that's And cool. took the Spears instead. And it's like Mukuro using her ultimate soldier skills to, like, try to beat Junko now that she knows that she's betrayed her. And, like, Makoto's really fucked up. But, but again, because he's the ultimate lucky student, he survives. <laughs> like, getting Gunger Speared. So, um, 
very uh so i actually kind of like the mukuro uh <laughs> makoto ship that grows out of that dumb little story that's pretty funny which I like is very that. funny makoto um, mukuro ship is very yeah. good i think canonically you know there is there is like a canon ship in every danganronpa game and and, and the canon ship here is uh, kyoko and uh makoto though um, mm-hmm. yeah i think that makes sense i think that's mm-hmm. the only ship that like the game kind of like winks at there's there's a much more interesting um, like love triangle in Danganronpa two where you know the, is 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 Hajime by that is the, mm. that's the question of Danganronpa two. <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of our big beautiful poster in chief, mm-hmm. um, who might also people who might be by let's let's go. Um, all right, interesting, interesting. I like that. Um, I thought you were going to say there's another interesting love triangle, and then said it was, and then was going to say it was Hina, Sakura, and Makoto. And I was like, that that the, uh, that, sh- that that is one as well. Um, I, I, I honestly, I don't. I this is going to sound very heteronormative of me, and I don't mean it to. I don't ship Hina and Sakura together, except as uh, perfect life mates who will uh, who need to. You know, no. have each other to complete each other. I, I I think they're like pretty clearly like best friends. Like I, I don't yeah. think you're being heteronormative to like say that. And I, again, I I think one of the things this game is good at is showing that you know friendship can be more intimate than uh you know uh romantic love. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I mean yeah, I guess that is the point of the whole game, right? That's mm-hmm. why everyone's desexualized. I do think it's interesting that if you get the 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 full loyalty with Hina um, full, full trust or whatever uh, she does the, like the pretend girlfriend thing which is like yeah, <laughs> just like so so, so, so weird and awkward by, by the way like literally every character does that like oh, that, really? that's, that's almost like a jo- yeah that's almost oh, like that's a running funny. joke like a running joke in the games is that like the protagonist will always be like um, wooing and romancing like the um you know, you know, like in Danganronpa V three, you're the main character is a girl, and it's like you, you, the same shit happens with the boys, where it's like, oh, that's oh, funny, yeah, like you're a ooh, <laughs> like so it's 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 very good. But I will say, um, whenever you do come back to Danganronpa, I'm also very excited for you to see like Super Danganronpa two, which is pretty much universally considered the best Danganronpa, I would say. Um, so, but I mean, we'll people. just we, I, we could jump right into it. I don't mind. Let's fucking go. Yeah, we're, woo! we're so back. We're so fucking back. It's so yeah, we're back. The the masculine urge to play Don Rampa two and say we're so back. Oh, we're so fucking back. Goodbye despair. Super <laughs> Dagen Rampa two. Goodbye despair. Um, all right, I'm excited. I think mm-hmm. yeah, the one I don't have is V three. The one I do have is two. So yes, I don't even have to buy anything. V V three is like more of a like more experimental and honestly like as long as you did as long as you get through. Danganronpa 2 as well, you will be you, you're going to like it. You're going mean, to like the way. This wasn't a long game. I got to say, like, it, it's mm-hmm. it's longish. Like, you have to put some time in, but like mm-hmm. it, it felt like a Phoenix Wright game, which always to me feels about 20 hours, even though it's probably yeah. more like 40. I, I think it is like literally on how long to beat 17 hours. I think is okay. the, that's, what, that's what I always tell everyone, and, and, and they're all like an identical length. Like, they're all have similar story beats, similar, you know, the, the, absolutely. You love know what HLTV. you're getting into. Yeah. You oh, know what it, you're, I'm interested to see. I want to say, I'm interested to see if the story beat of the 
uh, last case being two uh, chapters keeps going. Oh yeah, that that is interesting. Okay. Um, you'll uh, you'll have to see. You'll have to tune in to find out, folks. Because uh, oh man, God, I just remembered what the second to last case in V three was, and like. Oh my god. Right, so 25 hours for Danganronpa 1 apparently. 33 and a half hours for Danganronpa 2. That's interesting. It I, just it just feels like time's uh flying by. That's what that's what the thing is. Yeah. I yeah. I would say that for sure. Um but um a delightful game, one that's very important to me and one that gets even more important to me with what Kaz pulls off in Danganronpa 2. So. All right. Great. I can't wait. Well, you mm-hmm. can find Sam at NBA Baby Secret. You can also listen to his shadow podcast, um, uh, 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 You Know Ball, YKB, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash You Know Ball, the, the, the only b- basketball podcast uh, currently in production. Um, we're, we're, we're allies of the uh, victorious Sacramento Kings who just beat the Golden State Warriors. Wait, wait, wait. Game you, one. Are, is, 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 the, is the official? Because you guys, so what you should know about about uh, the 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 ultimate despair, a.k.a. Sam and Trill Bro Dude, um, mm-hmm. mo- mo- <laughs> Sam and Trill Bro Dude, the 16th students uh, hiding yeah, somewhere hiding in the school. Yeah, hiding somewhere in the school. <laughs> the ultimate despairs. Um there will be ultimate despair on the pod when Sixers Celtics gets going because one oh, of us, yeah. one of us is going to lose, and it's going to be going to be in ultimate despair. Are you like, going to? Are you going to like get jealous because the other one is despairing? That would be that would be super on brand. I would. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't be, think Trill will do that, but maybe I. No, I will execute myself in a mashup of every execution to date. I'll shoot myself in a rocket ship that comes up and down. I'll get smashed by baseballs, turn will- myself into butter on a motorcycle, <laughs> set myself on fire, get smashed with a, uh, a, a backhoe um, crate. So I'll do it all. Will you give the peace sign before getting crushed? Yes. Uh, with okay. a hug- hugging my teddy bear. Perfect. Excellent. Um, uh, no, no. But the, uh, the thing to know is... Uh, the, these are these are uh, two friends that root for uh, different houses, um, so I, it makes sense that the Kings would be the the official podcast because mm-hmm. um, they're in the West. So you know whatever. Yes, they're endorsed. Um, you know, raise raise the beam, everyone. Yeah, the beam has been lit. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. Go go subscribe there. Go subscribe at patreoncom cartridge and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.